Bruce, we found you. I'm back. You're back. I, I we thought we lost you, and uh, you know the Great White North uh, enveloped you whole. Well, I went to Canada, and you know, well, I didn't realize that in Canada, it's not like Zoom.com doesn't work. It's Zoom, eh? Dot ca. Um, <laughs> well, now that you're back, we have so much to cover. Yes. Uh, so let's get right into it. Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Yeah! He's back! And, uh, you know, I realized something that I didn't mention last week. Uh, We're on to season 12. Yes. Look at us go. Yes, we are. Uh, This season, uh, you'll see some cool updates and changes to the show but we are still us and that's the important thing (laughs) Uh, we're gonna try to tighten up these episodes make them a little shorter uh we're gonna have some solo episodes uh because our schedules are all messy during the summer uh but you know with my cali vibe and bruce's canada vibe it's gonna be a a a, a dope as dope as heck time is that is that still in the lingo of today's youth? Dope as heck. You're asking the uh, wrong guy. <laughs> uh, uh, today, uh, with with our our messy schedules, we wanted yes. to uh, neat, neaten things up. Yeah, or organize it, if you will. Uh, we're going to come at you hard and fast today. Ooh, but uh, no, we're we're we're, we're talking. We're talking about uh, sorting and uh, organizing. Card, yeah, just card organization. I was uh, I was on Twitter today, which means nothing to all of you out there because today is not really today. But today I was on Twitter and there was a, a very brief discussion about organization, uh, and it's something that is uh, as bizarre as it sounds. Something that's near and dear to my heart. As someone who has a library card catalog and has had one now for a long time, yes, I did find a way to immediately, immediately put that into the podcast. It's a privilege, Bruce. It's a privilege. It is. And how you organize uh, is affected by a whole lot of things. So I just want to go through, like, knowing what you want and, and, and where to, you know, and how to, how to sort of guide and let that guide you. Because I think there's a lot of people who look at their desk and see stacks of magic cards and just think, I want this organized because it's driving them crazy to have all these cards stacked everywhere. But they're not thinking about it past that one step. Or, you know, their organization consists of, ah, and then they just start stuffing stuff in a binder or, or tossing it all in a box just to have it gone. And it's like, this is not organization. Or, Bruce, at, least it's a, not, or at least it's not effective organization. Do so. you have a, a, a hidden camera in my apartment? Because... Feel, I feel uh, called out, uh, and I, I think uh, there's there's kind of like two main tenants here um, yeah. I, that we're going to cover: uh, digital and uh, physical. So like, not like a digital collection, but like there's ways to access your physical collection without actually like going into it. You know, like without like just flipping through every card. Like, oh, I gotta find this thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wrote about card organization ten years ago, and 
things have changed significantly since that point. Um, and it's, it's something that I do want to talk about here because I think that it's a significant change. I think it's for the better. Um, and I think that uh, it's, it's something that a lot of folks could consider because for um, sure, I think it makes it a lot easier to organize all of your collection when you start considering the electronic aspect of, of the organization. So yeah, um, should we start? Should we start there? I mean, like, I, I think it would probably yeah. make more sense to start with the physical, but I, I think that because we're on the digital yeah. train already, I think it like it, it may resonate a little better with some people. Uh, this right. is a conversation that I've had with my friend Andrew about uh, just how to keep your collection, I guess, organized digitally. So there's right. there's plenty of websites, right? Or oh, yeah. apps. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, Moxfield has a collector section in it. Uh, I think Architect does too. Um, and then, I mean, there's a whole host of others. Uh, and then there's a number of apps. Um, I use Deck Builder. Uh, mostly because it was something that was available a few, several years ago when I decided I wanted to go this route, um, and so I personally like Deck Builder a lot. Uh, but, however, you know, whatever site you, whatever site you choose, whatever. I mean, the whole point, the whole purpose of this is, you can list your collection online. Now, you'll want to look at each of these sites to determine what you're actually looking for, or depending on how big your your collection is, because. Um, the whole point of getting this in here is um, like some of the apps, they give you the option where you can scan the card. You literally hold your phone or whatever, whatever viewing device you're using yeah. and it will pick up the card and then it sorts it directly because it recognizes all this stuff. So it spots that little mana symbol in the corner that tells you the card is actually from the list and not from the set that's at that the set that's listed on the logo. Right. Um, it, you know, most of those cameras are not going to tell you whether or not it's, you know, mint condition or, you know, uh, heavily played, lightly played, all that kind of thing. That's more up to you. But at least yeah. the camera starts there. Other Others, it's, you know, here's a list of cards. Just start clicking on the ones you own to try and, you know, move things along a little faster. So um, take a look at each of those. Decide which makes most sense to you because... If you're anything, once you're once you're looking at at uh, organizing a collection that's of I don't know more than five thousand cards, <laughs> this is a significant time sink. Yeah. So so don't go into one of these apps because it's the first one you saw. Go into it because it's actually going to do what you what you want it to do. Because once you're in, you're in. Like it's you don't yeah. want to leave, so make sure you've got something that's reliable that works well that updates regularly and you know fits fits for you. So yeah, it's it's interesting too because like there are there's certain pros and cons of all of them, right? Yeah. Like I think I did probably the most like windy road of using different apps and right. websites. Uh, because I was essentially starting from scratch on digitizing my collection. Yeah. Um, I used, I don't remember what app it was, but it was one of those ones where you could like, it, you just use, you know, a camera to like yeah. kind of scan them in. Sure. And then I exported that as like a, uh, a spreadsheet and then imported yeah. that into 
Deckbox or Deckbox is that a website? Yes, it is. Um, and then I exported that into Moxfield. Um, right. And it's it, like to go about you know all of these different pathways um, will just kind of lead you all into similar directions of like once right. it's once it's digitized it's digitized and you're fine you just kind of have to update it with the addition of new cards uh, yes and if you're never really planning on if you, if you don't have the intention to sell especially in bulk then like you don't really have to worry about you know necessarily like sets or things like right. that um my my like i i was going to use decked builder but with uh with deck builders like camera thing like yeah there's you have to like select certain like you have to select a, a number of sets and it's it's just more taxing on sure how long it takes for it to recognize right so, like i went different routes and you know like it it it's either it's sacrificing accuracy over speed um, right. And it still and, took me, you know, a week. Um, right. Well, and when I when I set up with Deck Builder many many years ago, there was no camera. Right. So it was, you know, here's my stack of blue cards because that's how I had them organized, you know, in in my you know in my uh, card catalog. So it was like, do the search, give me all the blue. All the blue yeah. creatures. Great. And then it was scroll through, find it, tap, 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 add this many copies, add this many copies, and, and you just went through. That pro For me, at the time, I think I had fifteen or 20,000 cards. It took months. Yeah. It took months because, you know, it was something that I couldn't dedicate more than a few hours at a time, a few hours in a week to, and it's exhausting. It's, it's just so holding a stack of cards, just searching and tapping and, and moving along, and you're trying not yeah. very to be very careful about making any kind of mistake. Because yeah. once it's in there, uh, I, I've never gone back to yeah. check and make sure. So I'm sure that my my uh, my collection is riddled with errors. But um, you're bound it, to, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to go back through the thirty plus thousand cards I now own. But to I think make like, sure that it's correct. Yeah, and I think generally speaking, like that's kind of, you know, where like you've got you've got the process to get it digitized, and yeah. that's great. Um, I think that there's like a double edged sword kind of there. It's like it's relaxing, but it's also stressful yeah. because of the pressure. Um, but like once it's done, generally speaking, it's done. You know, right? Uh, you get certain updates throughout the year, and yeah. you should try it's it's the idea uh that i've heard so often growing up of like don't put it down put it away so it's like if you're keeping on top of it you should be fine like right um, now a couple of things if you're somebody who who trades a lot every every level of organization like this is just going to be even more burdensome mm. because you've just, you've now traded away 10 cards and you've you know, received 10 other cards or you shipped off a hundred cards to, you know, whatever to your, to your local game store or your, or whatever online yeah. site you've shipped to, to get other cards. Well, you now have to remove all of those cards and then add in new cards. 
And if you're doing that with any kind of pacing, maybe this is a little too much for you. Maybe this is not <laughs> where you want to go just because it is going to be a fair bit of work to yeah. add them in and then remove them and add in. If you're going to be changing it, you know, very frequently, then maybe, yeah. maybe this is not the option you're looking for. Um, for people like us though. Yeah. Deck my collection. I, I don't, I rarely sell cards. I rarely trade cards. I'm only ever adding cards to the, to, to the collection. And I'm doing this because I, uh, my collection exists because I want to easily access or want to easily know which cards I own. Uh, you know, when I'm building a deck, I can just go and find it. Um, yeah. But that's, that to, and to me, that's the huge benefit of putting it on, a, on, on one of these apps or, or on a website. Um, yeah. One of, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things about Moxfield, and I, I yeah. recently found this out about Architect as well, is yeah. th the fact that obviously it's, for a lack of a better term, cloud-based. So it's, it's hosted on the website, um, your collection, and if you are to build a deck within that website, within that environment, uh, it will tell you if you have that card in your right. collection. Granted, it won't tell you if it's also in another deck, but yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, there's 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 ways around figuring out like, okay, is it in my physical collection or is it in one of my twelve deck boxes? Uh, right. But like, it will also tell you if you have that specific version, which is cool. Uh, yes. Uh, so you don't have to just like keep, you know, searching for a card that you may not have. Um, right. But at the same time, like, it's really nice to know from the get-go whether or not, you know, like, I oh, I built this deck with this card in mind, and I realized I don't have it, you know. Uh, right, but I mean, now you've saved yourself the trouble of going to search for it. Exactly. Even if you have your paper cards perfectly organized so that you can immediately flip to that spot, having it on the app, and the app just says zero owned, yeah, you don't need to look at all, and to me, that's that's the big thing with the uh, you know with the electronic. The other piece with that is how much do you actually have to organize your actual collection prior to the app? My collection had to be organized in a way that was going to help me find the cards that I wanted. Right. So my collection was organized by color, by creature versus any other card type. And then even the creatures were subdivided into the, their costs. So, and that made, that made sense when I didn't have an app because I was looking for that. You know, I was looking for X. So I would just go and, you know, look in that slot and find, look at what I had and pick one that made sense. But now that I have the app, all these extra layers are just more layers that I have to go through to get my to whenever I add new cards, I have to go through resort them according to this system, and then put them in. Whereas, realistically, if I just alphabetize the whole thing start to finish, yeah, it would be just as good. I uh, probably better because then yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't make a mistake like oh I can't remember the I thought the mana cost on this creature was three it's four huh. right I missed it exactly. completely, but that's. The, to me, that's the benefit. That's the one of the primary benefits of, of having the app, of having it organized electronically. Is it really uh, it frees you up with the actual paper sort as far as how much you need to sort? So. Oh, for sure. 
and it's yeah. like it's both putting things in and taking them out you know like right um if you're so like generally speaking before i really digitized i had it yeah. you know uh creature non-creature and then yes even down to like stories there's an instance and if you right. Are like oh like I forgot this wasn't an instant it's a sorcery or you know and you know even on top of that we're getting new card types every so often we we have battles now we've got right you know sagas all these things um, and when I when I when I resorted my my uh, collection when I moved right. here uh, I I remember having this conversation with you yes. I, I remembered like I oh remember like I should do this. Um, now I have it color and then alphabetized, which yeah. feels yeah. much more, I don't know, like easier to handle. Like, I feel like if I just did right. straight alphabetize, I would be like lost. Uh, well, but the straight alphabetize means that you're going to be going, as your collection gets bigger, you're going through a wall mm. of cards because it could be any of those cards. You are really relying on that app to tell you it's there. Because you are now going to search, you know, get partway through a box or partway through your uh, a binder and be like, nope, that this one only goes to A. This one is, you know, this one only goes to BL. This one only goes, however you want to do yeah. it. Yeah. So subdividing it by color, I think, especially for those of us who are commander players who are just looking to build decks out yeah. of the cards that we have, makes sense. Now, we've pretty much shifted into, into your actual paper collection here. We're good with segues. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so something to keep in mind is when you're, deci- when you're deciding to, to organize, the standard essentially is either binder or box. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one or the other. As I said at the start, I have a library card catalog, but that, that is just a fancy box. Yeah, that it's is a hardwood all that box. Is. It is a hardwood box. It looks great, but it's, it's a box. It's a box now, with drawers. Right. Now, I've chosen that because... The benefit of a box, boxes can handle larger collections much more easily. The standard cardboard box is, you know, like a thousand count length box. Sorry, I've got my hands too low for the screen. <laughs> That's great. It's got a thousand yeah. cards. You can search through those. You can, you know, they're cardboard. You can write something on the front of it and scratch it off and write something else in when you, when you change it. But you can hold a pile of cards. So even larger collections just sort of fit in that. If you've got... 2,000, 3,000 cards, and you're putting them in binders? Hmm. Well, even the longer binders that can hold 12 cards on a page, mm. it's 12 cards on a page. Yeah. You know? And even if you're, like, stacking up play sets, you know? Like, it's still... A, a thousand cards in, 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 in a binder at 12 pages, 12 cards, well, I guess it's 24, because you flip the page over, but yeah. 24 cards per page? That, that's a lot. You're going to be... You're going to have a a wall of binders when when you as your collection gets bigger. And yeah. do keep in mind, your collection is going to get bigger. If you are if you are one of these folks who are you know just adding to your collection as you go, it's only going to go up. Yeah, it's and only I think going to go up with binders too. The, like for me, the hard part is like, okay, with binders, how are you? than organizing it because like i feel like organizing right. in binders is much different than organizing in piles like with boxes right and my vice i guess with binders is like okay like you know say you're breaking it down by set cool 
mm-hmm. uh, but then you get like you know whatever card um and it goes between two then you have to shift everything and then it's going to go off to the next page and then you know you shift everything yeah. all the way down um and so like there's a lot more pre-work like work to figure out how you're going to put it into that binder beforehand um, right giving or you're looking at a binder or... and just sort of assuming that you're leaving yourself gap space right so you know okay i'm going to put this here and then i'll have another page there so you're not looking to fill every slot on the page you're just being general to try and open it up a little yeah um and honestly a lot of folks who do binders are folks who are sorting by set yeah so you can have your set so that this is my strixhaven binder these all the cards in there are from strixhaven and it works out wizards has a convenient numbering setup on the bottom of the cards if you're set if you're organizing this way that's great for collectors Maybe a little less so for those of us who play Commander, because, well, how many how many versions of Swords to Plowshares? There you go. Yeah, right. Do you have? Well, great. Now you got to figure out what what set you want it from. Right now, yeah, you got to figure out what set you want it from. So you grab it because you're going to get that one from Ice Age. You flip through. Oh, they're not here. They're already in a deck. So you put that one back and go find something else. Whereas if you're in a box, they're all stacked right there. Yeah. So. You know, flip through the ones, pick the one you really want, throw it down, and it's and it's ready to go for the next the next set. Um, yeah, binders. I, I don't have a lot of me. yeah. I don't have a lot of experience with binders just because of the way I do collect. Binders just don't make a lot of sense for me. Yeah, um, binders make a lot think, more sense for people that are trading. You know, whether people it's that at are conventions trading, or at the LGS, like yeah. it makes a lot of sense in that context. Um, but. I also think a row of binders sitting on your shelf, especially when you've got it, you know, something down the spine that says exactly what the yeah. set is, I think that looks really great. Whereas a row of cardboard boxes, you can work on that and make it look good, but it it can also be a little bit of a pain. You're, yeah, you know, mine. If you're trying to draw, if you're trying to pull the third one from the bottom, you know, then everything's thumping all over the place, and it can be a little awkward. My my collections in a couple five thousand count boxes, which are the ones with the yeah. or maybe it's a four thousand count box, but they're all piled in like a like a cabinet closet type yeah. thing behind doors, so you can't really see how messy right. it is. And then I need to get something from the bottom box. It's a pain every time. Uh, it's every always time. the bottom box, right? Always. Um, and I think like I think the thing with uh, you know physical representations of your cat your your collection yeah ways to organize it will right. always be case by case as well um you know like yeah. i don't think that there's a a be all end all of how to do this whether it's you know right the way you want to sort it or the way you want to store it yeah uh, there isn't a be all end all because everybody's looking for something a little bit different right. from their collection and honestly the size of your collection affects how you organize you yeah. know if your collection is if your collection is 2,000 cards, then do you really need everything in perfect alphabetical order? Because at 2,000 cards, it means you're probably looking at mm, 300 cards of each color. Mm. What is that? This much? I mean, 300 cards, I can pull that off and just sort of sort through it real quick looking for cards. Yeah. So maybe you don't need the app yet maybe you don't need to make everything perfectly alphabetized so you can search to that one spot because that level of maintenance is just not required for a, a collection that size however 
<laughs> you know, maybe you're a traitor. Maybe there are other reasons. Traitor. But, um, I, I know we're getting close to close to wrapping here, but I wanted to go through just a couple of points, just, mm-hmm. just that sort of are, are things you should consider before you before you start doing your organization. So, I mean, the first part is know what you want to get out of organizing before you even start. Looking at those stacks of cards, don't tell me that that what you want is to get them organized. That's not a plan. That's just a statement. Right. You know, look at it and say to yourself, you know, I'm a collector. So I want, you know, so I want to organize by set because I want to try and get full, full sets. Okay. Then that's how you want to, that's how you want to organize your set. Maybe you can put them in binders because you'll know each, and then without, that way, every time you flip through a binder page, there's a blank spot that's driving you crazy because that card is missing from your set. Or maybe you're, uh, maybe you're a commander player who is, you know, looking to keep their collection down to like two or three hundred cards, and they're just getting rid of all of the uh, all the other ones. You know, then maybe you need to sort it in a certain way so that it's easier to find. So that you know, maybe you can sort and put all your mana rocks in one space, mm. and all your, you know, uh, all the cards that do card draw and all the, the or quote unquote have staples, them groups, you know, yeah, right, the by cards staple. that you know that you're going to be using more often. Right, um, because your collection is more manageable. Right. However, you want to do that, just think about it before you start. You know, uh, are what you am just I going to do with the cards the... that I know that I'll never use? Right, like put those in Bingo. a box and put it to the side, or keep it part of the collection, or you know, right. If sell you know, them. if you've got a larger collection, and by larger I'm like thinking about ten to twenty, ten or more thousand cards, there's a very good chance you've got a lot of cards you're never going to use, and Maybe maybe you don't need to go through the trouble of organizing your entire collection. Maybe you just need to organize the cards that you know you're using on a regular basis, yeah, um, and and have those set up. You know, so you've got your commander box, and the box is well organized, so you know exactly how many soul rings and command towers and temple of the false gods you happen to have in your box just by a, just with a quick sort. Yeah. Um, the other piece that I that I wanted that I want to stress here is after you've decided how you want it organized, that makes sense for you and will work for you, stop right there and say to yourself, is this something I'm going to maintain? I maintain the deck builder. So all of my cards go into deck builder before they even touch that library card catalog. And then once they get through deck builder, then I go through and sort them according to how I've got them sorted in my library card catalog. And at that point, they're sitting on top of the catalog. And then I go through them drawer by drawer and put everything away. Now, we I just had Brucon. I had two boxes worth of cards that were there. And I went through this with two boxes of cards, sorting it, organizing it, making sure I didn't, you know, I try and keep only four copies. So, you know, going through all of this and sorting and making that happen. And I'm anal retentive and I am comfortable with that. And I enjoy doing that. So that works for me. That may not work for you. You may mm. look at this and be like, this is insane. Don't, don't set up a collection. Don't set up a, an organization plan that you know deep down you're not going to follow. Because then all you're doing is getting your collection half sorted and then being like, eh, and leaving the rest. And man, that's worse. 
Oh, it's absolutely. only worse when you know half of your collection is organized. And, of course, the card's like not in the organized part. The cards you want are never in the organized part. You know they're in that stack of however many other cards that are there. So just make sure you're doing something you're willing to maintain in the long run. And yeah, because then you're also like just playing this guessing game of, like, do I own yeah. this card or is it just in another deck, you know? Right. Um, which, like, you know, to some extent, it's easy to be like, oh, like, I know I don't have any Smothering Tides. Um, but, like, right. say I, you know, want uh, an Ember Cleave, you know? Yeah. Like, how many do I have? What decks are they in, you know? Exactly. Um, so there are plenty of cards where, you know, this is the situation. So... I encourage everybody to organize their cards. I think it's I think it's best in the long run to do that. But again, only do what you're willing to do. Uh, if uh, if you're trying, if you've decided that the best way to do this is a plan where uh, you're going to be spending more time than you're willing to spend, then it's not the best plan. The best plan is an organization that you're willing to maintain over the long run. I would say too, like even on top of that, like not only what you're willing to do, but what works for you. Like understand yeah. what, like nobody's judging you, like you're, nobody's judging your yeah. collection, period. Like it's just like keep it how it works for you, you know? Right. If you've got piles of cards on your table and that's what works for you, then do that. If you've right. got, you know, a, a library card catalog, it, then and that's how you want to maintain right. it like do that um yeah. and I, yeah i mean if you know if you have a massive collection but you know that i don't want to spend more than you know a handful of minutes organizing the cards well you know maybe it just means that you're organizing by color and and yeah. and the type of card right that's and that's that's as close as you're going to get. Okay, well then you're going to have a little bit of work searching to find these cards, but at least it's something that you'll do. You know, in my case with my collection, maybe it's just a case of, uh, you know, I'll alphabetize them by the first letter, but if I have to go to go to the second or the third letter, forget it. So, you know, all of my red cards that start with A, they're there, and they're just tossed in that stack anywhere. So you have to search through all of those cards. An elaborate plan of organization is no good unless you're actually willing to follow through with it. So, oh, for sure. Yeah, I guess you know, have fun with knowing what cards you have. I think that's the big takeaway. Is like, oh yeah, we encourage you to organize and catalog, if only so that you don't have to keep buying the same card over and over again, or you know, being like knowing ahead of time, like, oh, I don't have this card for this deck but i have this card which could be a good substitute um what i like about moxfield yeah. lately too is that they have implemented within your collection uh you can use scryfall terms so you can search for like oracle text contains this bit you know uh so you can search within your collection and i'm sure that i think deck builder has this too to an extent yeah uh you can search within your collection for like oh this card is like this one because yeah. it has this line of text that I want. Or like, oh, I want equipment that gives flying, you know? Um, yeah. I think it great. does, but I haven't really used it very much. What I love uh, about this stuff, you know when I'm sitting on the bus on my way to work? 
No. I can tell you exactly. I know exactly which cards I own. Yeah. That could go into a deck. I carry. I, I don't have to be at my house to check my my paper collection to figure out which card, what card I own. I I just know. I just it's on my phone. Yeah. And it's there all the time, so I can always look and say, "Oh yes, I have X number X copies of that card," or or no, it turns out I need that. And then I can go to whatever my, you know, whatever your website of preference is and buy more cards to add to your, add yeah. to your collection. So, um, yeah, great things. Um, yeah, and I think that's uh, all we got time for today. Uh, but welcome back, Bruce, to season twelve. Good to be back. Um, and uh, I'm I'm excited for everyone to find out what we've got in plan- planned in store for all of you. Uh, I'm I'm excited for this summer. It's yeah, be a hot one. Um, but hey, uh, we're Temple of False Pod. We're an extra optimized, better place. Sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. And uh, thank you so much for listening, watching. If you're not watching, we're over on YouTube, so go check that out. You get to look at our beautiful faces. Uh, and, oh, and we also post other stuff up. Yeah, yeah, uh, cards, pictures. Cool. And he's the wizard, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks again so much for watching. Have a great night, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye! Wait, wait, before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at Mana Burned, and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!